Well, good morning, guys. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and blame it from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today's Thursday, December 7th, 2023. This is a 7 a.m. Eastern time meeting. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a 7 a.m. Eastern time vision for you meeting. Uh, we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the forward to the second edition. We're on page XIX, second paragraph. It says, this was the substance of AA's 12 traditions. Reading through that one paragraph ending with one of the greatest assets our society has. We'll be reading, commenting on just that one paragraph. Today's readers are Penny C, reading the text. Martha Z, reading page 164. Mara Z was our backup reader, but I think she's going to be doing our traditions. Newcomer greeter is Reva P. Second hour host is supposed to be Eileen M, but we haven't heard from her yet, so we're hoping she'll show up. Reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, December 6, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is uh, 20,909-20909. And um, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,910. 20910. So OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I'll now ask Jessica C. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Jessica. Jessica C., star one. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? Can, yes. Okay. This is Jessica C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Seattle, Washington. Here are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jessica. And next up, um, we're going to have Mara Z, our 12 traditions. Thanks for stepping up, Mara. Thank you, Kelly. Mara Z recovered in Virginia, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Excuse me. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Well, thanks for stepping up. Appreciate it. So here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. To have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the forward to the second edition, uh, page XIX, the second paragraph there uh, starts out with, this was the substance of AA's 12 traditions. We'll read through that one paragraph ending with, one of the greatest assets our society has. And again, we're reading and commenting on just that paragraph. So Penny C, you're going to get us started. Good morning, Penny. Good morning. Thank you so much, Kelly. I'm so happy to be here. I'm Penny C. I'm a grateful, long-time, recovered member of 
this wonderful organization called OA. This was the substance of AA's 12 traditions, which are stated in full on page 561 of this book. Though none of these principles had the force of rules or laws, they had become so widely accepted that by 1950, they, but that by 1950, they were confirmed by our first international conference held at Cleveland. Today, the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets that our society has. Just a little um, personal um, idea about this is, you know, when they talk about the first international conference, I always think of Dr. Bob because it was his last public appearance before he died just a few months later. But back to the, the this was the substance um, that refers to the paragraph before that talks about all the um, all the uh, not rules, not pre- guidelines, guidelines. That's what the traditions are. They're not rules. They're not enforced by any um, you know the the OA or AA police or anything of that sort. But they 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 work. They've worked for all these years. Back in, oh, maybe three or four years ago, I was asked at another big book meeting to speak on the um, the tradition 9 and 10. And I did some reading in OA and AA literature, and it's, it is remarkable. It uses the word here, the remarkable unity of AA. And I discovered that Business schools and law schools, um, such as Harvard and Yale, studied these 12-step programs trying to figure out how could they continue without any CEO. We don't have a president. Um, we have a loving God who's, who's the only And these groups have continued for 84 years with these non-binding guidance. No other organization they could ever point to would, would has survived with this kind of non, non-governorship, non-complete organization. And so, you know, that was um, the early alcoholics who put these traditions together thought that we cannot have any, any, you know, buddy in charge but God. And so I'll pass with that, and thank you so much. Well, thank you, Penny, for getting us started. So we're now going to open up the meeting for sharing. And although we do value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others can share. We have sometimes 400 people on here. So if you share Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision meeting, please allow others the opportunity to share today. Please keep your share to three minutes to allow time for as many people as possible. I'll let you know when time is up. And uh, please give me your first name, initial of your last name, where you're calling from. Terry K. Terry K. Jessica C. Jessica C. Elise N. Elise N. Nancy R. Nancy R. Julie P. 
Julie P. Anybody else? Somebody's unmuted, so you might press star one. Kathy J, Chicago. Kathy J. Kathy J. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for going slow. I just put lotion on my hands. I can barely hang on to my pen. I got panicky. I was like, oh, crap. Okay, so here's who I have. Terry K, Jessica C, Elise N, Nancy R, Julie P, and Kathy J. Everybody, make sure your phone is muted. Star one. Let's get started with Terry K, followed by Jessica. Good morning, Terry. Yes, hi. Good morning. This is Terry K in Tennessee. Thanks for your service. Um, I was inspired to share, and I don't usually share much, but um, I feel like I need to step up and start participating more because I've been taking advantage of listening to everyone's experience, strength, and hope, which I'm grateful for. But, you know, this is really uh, meaningful to me, this paragraph, because I think I, I mean, I know that I'm a person who is a very black and white thinker, addict type of mind, and therefore it's a right or it's a wrong, it's a yes or it's a no, there's laws, there's rules, I'm a, I'm a rule follower, and I want everyone else to follow them too. And, and to be in a program where that's not the case, really, oddly enough, I feel evens the playing field. I feel like it's given a space where we're all equals. Everyone's voice matters. There's no mayor or governor or president. We're all members. I remember when I first started recovery, I, everybody talked about being grateful members, and I was like, how do I sign up? You know, and then I just learned over time that you just keep coming back, and that makes you a member by choice. And to be part of an organization where everybody's voice matters and we, we're trained to put principles over personalities, I don't have to agree with everyone, but I can respect their voice and, and these principles about doing what's best for the whole, the unity. I've really brought that into my life, you know, my family, my workplace. Um, it's had some really remarkable changes that have happened in my experiences because just the relationships I have are more positive. The employment I have is, is um, more meaningful and sustainable because nothing was sustainable in my life before relationships or jobs because I was right and they were wrong. Or they thought they were right and I was wrong. But so, so we can be sustainable together in recovery because we're all equals. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Terry. So next up we have Jessica C. followed by Elise N. Good morning, Jessica. Where are you calling from? Hi, Kelly. I'm uh, calling from Ontario, Canada. Excuse me, Ontario, Canada. Um, So I just have really appreciated all the sharing uh, that we've done around the traditions. Um, And this paragraph in particular, excuse me, um, just just reminds me of the wisdom again that's in the traditions and and that more control um, isn't the answer. Um, Um. For me, if something is important to me, if I want it to go well, 
um, I want to control it even more. I, I get in micromanager mode. And um, yeah, this paragraph reminds me that then when when I'm doing that, I'm not letting God in. Um, I'm, I'm keeping God out and and that amazing things can happen beyond anything my imagination could have come up with. That that happens when there's less of me and I allow more of God to come in. Um, and it feels uncomfortable for me. It's like, you know, an, an awkward silence where I feel like I have to say something to fill the silence. But um, I know that when I do allow those um, gaps in my control or my output or me saying anything, when I allow that to happen, that again, um, I'm letting others speak up. I'm, and I'm letting, obviously more importantly, I'm letting God come in and do amazing things. And that is uh, really relief. There's a lot of deep relief in knowing that I don't have to control everything. Um, so yeah, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jessica C. Next up, Elise N. followed by Nancy R. Good morning, Elise. Where are you calling from? Hi, good morning. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I do think that the world can learn a lot from what we do with our unity and OA. Um, I'm a lot less impressed with Harvard and the elite universities right now when they're permitting hatred on their campuses. And I, you know, I'm, I'm Jewish and I've worked with people, I've worked with people to sponsor me of all different religions and that was never brought into anything. And I think, you know, there needs to be a separation of um, church and state. Um, and I think that um, it is a, an interesting phenomenon. It is really something to be proud of, but I, I think it stems from our desire to really, um, you know, to survive. And it was in the last paragraph that we read that it said either we survive together or we die alone. And we really can't afford the controversy. Um, I've been to intergroup meetings where there was fighting. Um, which, you know, there was a lot of, sometimes I think it was people were not there clean of the food or, you know, doing the steps or whatever. And, and then again, sometimes it was like we have passion around what we're trying to do and, and the things that we're trying to decide. But the difference is that, you know, when we leave, you shake hands with your friends when you leave and, you you know, maybe even go out to a local diner and and, and share a meal and we don't, there's no hatred and 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 um, lack of tolerance between us so um i was speaking to a friend last night and she said that she wishes that she could speak to people on a deep level and it's you know it's hard to make friends and she's you know it's hard to make friends when you're older and i was thinking about it you know when i step into a meeting or in this meeting I don't have that problem. We go right to the heart of things. We talk on a deep level. And if I call somebody, it's not, it's not, you know, we're not, I'm not talking about how to redo my living room or how much money a person makes or things like that. I'm talking about the, 
you know, the guts. <laughs> and um, I, I, I value that also. I value the anonymity, and um, I hope everybody has a great day. Take care. Thank you, Elise. And next up, Nancy R., followed by Julie P. Nancy, let us know where you're calling from. Good morning. Nancy R. from Northwest Illinois. Uh, recovered compulsive overeater. Grateful to be here this morning. Um, I haven't uh, shared on this meeting for a while, and it's been um, on my heart and mind to um, join in, join in, get in the middle. Um, so this last sentence today, the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets that our society has. Um, that is really speaking to me this morning. I feel grateful. Um, and the word remarkable, I, I didn't look it up, but remarkable just, um, you know, it just resonates with me. And it is remarkable. Our, the unity of um, OA uh, is is remarkable. And that, you know, I don't, I thought I had something else to say about that, but I really don't. Um, Within the unity of OA um, and these 12 traditions and 12 steps and, um, you know, the principles of honesty and openness and what, um, what's, what's going on for me right now is the awareness that I need to continue to have fellows in my life who will um, tell me when my uh, strange twist of the mind starts creeping in because I'm the last to see it. And, you know, I've just been talking to some other fellows this week and hearing and reflecting back to them my experience during the hope around when my thinking goes the way that they're think oh, that well, the way that I hear their thinking going how that's my disease and how you know, sneaky and alluring and subtle it all is until all of a sudden, you know, I've picked up food and wondered well, where the heck did that come from? You know, I was fine, but I wasn't fine. I wasn't, wasn't fine for a long time. And so I'm grateful for working with these fellows who, um, who reflect back to me the craziness that my mind tells me that the lies, you know, the dishonesty that I need to be addressing um, in 10 steps and four steps, like what's the lie I'm telling myself today and what's the truth, what's the truth? And many times I can't hear that. So I need to stay close. I need to stay in the middle. I need to reinforce my relationships with recovered fellows who will reflect back to me and tell me the truth and know me enough. Uh, I need to be willing to be open and honest and willing enough for, for others to know me and know where my thinking is today um, so that I can stay in this remarkable unity of AA and of OA. Um, so thank you. That's all I have passed. Perfect timing. Thanks, Nancy. Next up, Julie P. followed by Kathy J. Julie, where are you calling from? Good morning. My name is Julie P. I am a the real deal. I am a compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota. Grateful to be in the meeting today. You know, and I was thinking, what on earth could I share on this paragraph? And um, one of the things I've been thinking about this week is, um, has my program become mechanical? 
And I was thinking about the 12 traditions and every morning we read the steps and we read the traditions and those words sometimes can become mechanical to me, like water off a duck's back. It's like you hear the words and it's like, okay, well, whatever. But really, what am I doing with those words? Am I just being mechanical as I go through my day? Is this just lip service? And I go to this paragraph and I think the substance of AA's 12 tradition, they're on page 561. So then I flip to the back of the page and I really look, I was just sitting here reading the 12 traditions and soaking in all those words and thinking about how am I identifying in with any of those traditions. And um, I really, I was in a sister program for many, many years, uh, married to an alcoholic. And I think about the traditions that I've really put into practice in my life on a daily basis. And the one that has meant the most meaning is common welfare. Like, am I really thinking about the common welfare of my family? You know, it's easy to go to these meetings and it's easy, but am I really considering the common welfare of my family or am I really being selfish in my needs? And the one that has taught me the most is tradition seven every group ought to be fully self-supporting by declining outside contributions how am i doing that within my own family how am i dealing with money how am i when my daughter asks me to borrow money am i borrowing her the money and then expecting it in return and if i don't get paid back am i going to have all these resentments And this tradition has taught me that I have to be self-supporting in all of my affairs. Have I contributed money to OA? If I'm borrowing money to somebody, I will never expect it to be paid back. It's on them if they pay it back. Do I have the money to borrow? You know, money brings such crazy things in this world that, How am I actually living these traditions? And I'm so grateful that now if I borrow money to anybody, it's an outright gift. I don't tell them that. They don't need to know that. That's between me and my God. Fine. But it helps me live. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thanks, Julie P. Next up, we'll have Kathy J. Then we'll be opening it up for more shares. So get y'all self ready. Julie P, or uh, that was Julie. Kathy J, you're up. Where are you calling from? Hi, everybody. Kathy J, recovered in Illinois, uh, Chicago area. Oh, man, what a great meeting. You know, um, I know more uh, about uh, the traditions today since COVID. For some reason, I've really dug in. And when I, we used to have a play that we would put on an intergroup um, where we'd act out the opposite of what each tradition is. Like, for instance, instead of unity, we'd all be fighting, you know. And instead of, you know, we'd be trying to get money to spend on, I don't know, just different stuff, breaking the traditions, um, you know, and laughing, kind of laughing because, you know, my, as an addict, um, and I know I'm not alone. I know it's symptoms of a, of the illness. 
um, I'm selfish, I'm self-centered, inconsiderate, dishonest, um, and fearful, and I have underlying motives. Um, that's kind of the nature of the disease. When it's operating in me, don't get me near a group conscience <laughs> because I'm going to want to rule the thing. I'm going to want to automatically get what I want. And and so learning about the traditions and practicing them um, is a mature, you know, it's maturity. I can what I want and, and for the good of everybody. And trust is a big word here. Because without a governor, um, we trust that the God can come in and find better solutions that bubble up that one of us would never have come up with. And sometimes it's from just the little, you know, from the new person who will just pop in with some incredible answer to something we're trying to, to work out. And traditions, we work things out. We're inclusive. Everyone gets a voice. Everyone's included. Where else do you get that? Um, so, yeah, breaking them. Today, I'm, I'm self-supporting, and it's impossible that I could, could have done that on my own. There's no way. And I learned how to handle money in a way. And by, by sending the money on and trusting that we'll have enough money to operate the group, um, trusting that, um, and, you know, somebody talked about motive. Um, what's my motive? in what I'm doing in regards to the group. How do I get along? I never got along in my family. I was always the boss and I wanted things, you know, and, and I used direct force, all the things. Um, but I am working towards unity today. And I do, you know, the reason COVID was so significant was, you know, that time period was so controversial. I go to a meeting. I want to focus on OA. I don't want to, I don't want to be distracted by what you did yesterday or what the, what's going on in politics or, or any of that. I come here for one hour to, to get the message and, um, and by, you know, how I keep things alive is by coming to meetings and listening. Just listen. Thanks, everybody, for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Kathy. I sounded like such a hip while ago. I was like, oh, my God, I sound like I'm from Oklahoma or something. Okay, guys, uh, here we are. We're in the uh, forward to the second edition, page XIX, second paragraph. <laughs> this was a substance of AA's 12 traditions. Reading through that one paragraph ending with one of the greatest assets our society has. So if you haven't shared on Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision meeting, we'd love to hear from you today. Who'd like to share? Sonia S. from Philadelphia. Somebody Philadelphia. That's all I got. Sonia S. Sonia S. Sonia S. Sonia S. Lisa C. Melissa C. Melissa C. Craig S. Hey, Craig S. This is your chance if you've been waiting. Novella P. Novella P. Correct. Okay.
Anybody else? Patrick. Couldn't hear you. Cutting out. Patrick L. Patrick L. Yes. Okay. I hear a background, somebody way in the background, but there's, we can't hear, I can't hear you at all. So you're going to figure out something else. Okay, here's where we're going to get, we're going to go ahead and get started. Sonia S., Lisa C., Melissa C., Craig F., Novella P., and Patrick L. So, Sonia, you're up. Good morning. This is Sonia S. from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, grateful, recovering Compulsive overeater, thank you everyone for being here. Thank you for your service. Um, The first sentence says, this was a substance of AA's 12 traditions. And I looked up the word substance, and substance means solid presence. And, you know, I really believe that AA is one of America's greatest gifts to to the world. Um, It's such a remarkable program. And... I will say, being a person of color, um, and the reason why I'm saying this is because the paragraph before, it says that um, no alcoholic man or woman could be excluded from our society. If you think about what was happening in the early 1900s, wow, okay? And I want to say that I honestly today can walk into any 12-step program, in this case OA, and feel loved respected and appreciated. Thank you, God, for these traditions, because I would not be here if it wasn't for the traditions. Thanks for letting me share. Kelly, we can't hear you. You're muted, Kelly. I got cut off. I don't know where you guys are, but Lisa C, you're up. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you, Kelly. Star Okay, Lisa C, star one. Hi everybody. This is Lisa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, uh, Okay, so um, I love the traditions so much. Um, My sponsor told me that she really loved the traditions. And when I became recovered, and there was like a little bit of a lag between, um, you know, kind of achieving recovery, whatever that might mean, or kind of um, reaching that moment, and not yet sponsoring, right, putting my name out there and not, um, not yet uh, forming those relationships to uh, work with others more directly one-to-one. She said, well, you know, while we wait for that to come through, <laughs> while we let God work out those details, let's do the traditions. And so we are still working on them one by one because um, I, did, I did start working with some sponsees. Um, and gosh, when, when, when reading them in more detail, the traditions are amazing. I love them so much uh, because when I read um, the process by which each of the traditions came to be, you know, sort of Bill's explanation of like why it happened this way. Um, I have so much appreciation for the fact that um, 
yeah, like these folks, they didn't have all the answers. Um, and so it was a lot of trial and error. And it's because some decisions um, in the early groups kind of went real south that, um, you know, we now have these solid structures in place. And so um, this paragraph just got me thinking a little bit about how dualities work and how beautiful they are in my life. You know, it's not by closing things off that we achieve the comfort and unity. It's not by becoming the same thing. And I know this echoes some of the other shares, which are so beautifully said as well. Thank you, uh, God, for allowing me to hear these beautiful words from everybody. Um, but it's like by widening the circle, we become more whole. We become more unified, which doesn't always seem in my brain to make sense. You know, it's like, oh, if we invite everybody in. Isn't it going to get crazy? No, it gets more whole. It gets more complete. It gets closer to God. Um, and so it's also through structure that I find freedom. Again, you know, it's like for years, I thought to myself, why can't I just have a little bit, right? Well, I, I can't. It's actually structure that gives me freedom. It's guidelines that give me freedom. It's kind of that dependability that grounds me. And then, wow, the freedom of my soul and heart is, uh, is truly remarkable, to use the word in the paragraph. And so um, I, just, I just really wanted to share that, that if, if you haven't, uh, done so, um, you may find just a beautiful journey in exploring the traditions more deeply and really reading how they each came to be, you know, the long form and also the backstory on each of them. Um, really, really amazing. And yes, uh, I have carried these principles into all my affairs. Um, I am a absolutely a uh, thousand times more effective in my professional life because I understand what a healthy group looks like. And so thank you, God, for um, allowing me that so that I could be more useful in all areas of my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Perfect timing, Lisa. All right. Next up, Melissa C., followed by Craig. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive over here. I live in New York. And I think I was thinking, um, listening to all there and I was thinking about that concept of unity and how um how is it <laughs> you know like how is it that we can have all this unity with real loose government you know without having you know the leader the president the the the, the OA police or any of that and you know what I'm thinking about is what what unites us that we've got we've got one goal and we have a shared, we've got a shared mission, which, you know, I think about in other aspects of my life where I might not do as well with, with unity. Um, you know, it's, it's often because there isn't a shared mission, a shared goal. And, you know, and, and when I fall off mark outside of these rooms, I think it's often because my mission statement becomes me become, you know, I want to feel good. I, I want to feel good. I want to feel okay. And I think in our program, you know, in, in these 12 steps, our mission is not to feel good. Our mission is to do good, you know, and, and I don't know the exact way to do good at all times. I know, you know, just what's in front of me at one moment. And I think really what unites me, you know, is that with other fellows here is that it's been relieved for food, you know, food was killing me and, and I no longer live 
that way anymore. And, and so we've got these 12 steps that we take so that we can have a relationship with our creator that believes that obsession that allows us to hold, first hold with myself, and then, of course, hold it in a group. And, you know, I love the fact that I can walk into any group, any OA meeting, anywhere, having never been with anybody in that room before, and I am at home. I am one with the mission. So, thanks for that. I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. All right, next up, Craig F., followed by Novella P. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Kelly. This is Craig F., recovered in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Um, Time. Time. <laughs> 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 You'd do that to me, too, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, oh, that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna lose my, I lost my train here. The, the, uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful step. And, you know, one of the reasons, one of the things that lets me know that, that, you know, we talk about the big book being kind of God given that, that, you know, that, uh, sober, a drunk that had been sober for a year or two couldn't have written a book like this uh, on his own without God's help. You know, I think, it's, been, it's kind of a common thread of thought, but I think these traditions, uh, as hard fought as they were to come to, to me, they're, they're more uh, is more of an example of uh, God's hand in this, because left to the hands of men and, and women, but probably more men, there'd be a hierarchy. You know, we, we'd have a hierarchy of, of governance. You know, every other thing that that mankind does. We have a hierarchy of governance, and uh, we have uh, we we'd be using our superstars uh, uh, to make ads to promote this thing. You know, we 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 would forget about the humility that comes from just being fellows among fellows, and 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 their traditions save us from that. And you know, I I I, I uh, there's a I don't want to sound critical because they, they have a right to do what they want to do. But, you know, there's there's a group of 12, there's a 12-step group out there that started within churches that doesn't use the traditions at all. They, 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 took, the, they took the steps and softened them a little bit, and, uh, and they threw away their traditions, and they have a hierarchy. And, and, and I, I was in that for a while. I tried that for a while. And in my humble opinion, it doesn't work. You know, uh, we, I, I've been to the planning meetings. I've been to the hierarchy meetings. It didn't, it didn't work. You can't put that many inmates in charge of the asylum uh, and give them that kind of authority over one another and expect those kind of results. I think that, I think that coming down to the basics, coming down to this being a, an organization of common consensus is, you know, of, of, uh, where we're all equals among equals, where, where we're uh, looking to God in everything to guide us. It's what makes this organization, makes these organizations the great thing that they are. And uh, uh, 
so anyway, with that, I'm going to pass before you have to yell time again. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. <laughs> Cracked myself up there. Okay. Yeah. So next up, Novella P. Followed by Patrick L. Good morning, Novella. Where are you? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. I absolutely, I'm so amazed how my God works. I mean, it was this week that I just learned that we have the short form of the 12 traditions and we have the long form. And I just learned about it today in the big book because I was thinking, well, where the heck are the long forms? What are they talking about? And today I got to read it. And I'm so excited. I just read the uh, number one. It says, each member of alcohol, this is the long form of, of tradition one. Each member of Alcoholic Anonymous is but a small part of a great whole. AA must continue to live most of, um, AA must continue to live or most of us will surely die. Hence our common welfare should come first, but individual welfare follows close afterwards. So just reading that, tradition where it says uh, I'm but a small part and that helps me helps my ego to be in the right side because I have to be so careful of what where my ego can take me and then I, I in the next one it says I'll surely die and today I am so grateful because a normal somebody who's not an addict would read this and say of course you're going to die we're all going to die and that's where we can go. We can say, what does that mean? I know I'm going to die. But the thing is, is today I have a, such a wonderful gift because of this group conscious that we have that our primary pur- purpose is to help those who still suffer. And I'm always going to suffer from this disease. And this de- disease has taught me that, that I'm going to die an earlier death. If I live in my disease, I have the gift to know, do I want to live my full life to its full ability, or do I want to die of a horrible death from this disease? Um, And for that, I am just so grateful, because about my ego and where my ego will take Well, look at Novella. Today, she's in the right size body. Now, look around. Go to the grocery store. You're going to see all these obese people. I don't think like that today. Today I think, oh my gosh, look at these people. How can I help? How can I reach these people? How can I, how can I be of service to everybody? I mean, when I walk the beach, I see somebody who's trying to walk and, and they, and they're so overweight, and I just want to go up to them and give them my name and say, hi, I'm Novella. I'm a overeater. And I and I, I found an answer to my disease, and I would really like to share it with you. But I don't do that. I just stay silent, and I just say a silent prayer for them. But I just, you know, my heart goes out to people. I see people Hi. in my own family getting large. And, but today I know that these people are sick, just like I am. And I just pray for um, recovery for all who still suffer. And I'm I'm so grateful for this program. Thank you for letting me share Novella piece. Thank you, Novella. Next up is Patrick L. And we'll probably have room for a share or two after that. Good morning, Patrick. Where are you calling from? Um, my name is Patrick. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm calling from North Carolina. Um, and it's really cold here today. It's 30 degrees. So. <laughs> um, 
I, you know, I've also I've also went through um, AA, and when I did, I went to one of the intergroup offices, and there on display were uh, newspaper articles from professional athletes, uh, you know, talking about how great the the 12-step program was for them. And I thought, wow, you know, that's such a great idea. Why don't more people do that? And I started learning more about the traditions, and, you know, AA has existed as long as it has, and OA has existed as long as it has, these, these programs, because of the traditions. You know, we don't we don't pay spokespeople. We don't pay our speakers. We don't pay meeting leaders. Um, we don't ask for money from the, the government. We don't ask for money from insurance companies. We do virtually everything you know, on a volunteer basis, and it's just so wonderful. Um, and if, you know, because we don't take money from anybody, then we don't have to follow their rules. You know, if we were taking money and we were paying speakers and having these these celebrity endorsements, who knows what the program would become? You know, there'd be so many rules we had to follow, but, but we don't have to do that. And it's so... You know, anytime I read something that says, you know, we, you know, recovery here, we're not a 12-step program. I think, well, it's it's just so odd that they that they base the 12-step program as their standard of recovery. You know, uh, and it's just because I believe their main motive is money, and our main motive is to be of usefulness to to God and to others. And it's it's just such a wonderful program. I really love it, and. I think having traditions and not having a strict set of rules is why it's lasted this long. Um, we still have group autonomy. I mean, groups can be a little bit different if they want, as long as they follow the traditions. And, you know, that's one of the great things is I can go to an OA meeting, and if I don't like that meeting, I can go to a different OA meeting and, you know, and, and a different one. I can go to 10, 15 meetings through phone and through uh you know, through through the internet, and you know, maybe I, I find more, the one that I think this is where I should be home. You know, and it's just the, the traditions are, like I say, just what has kept us around for so long. You know, we've kept money and politics and fame out of this, and I'm really, really proud to be part of the program, and I'm really uh, thankful that you know there are people doing service and keeping this meeting going. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Patrick L. All right, so we have time for a couple more shares. We're on XIX, second paragraph. Who'd like to share? Jackie D. Jackie D. Anybody else? All right, Jackie, we'll go ahead. All right. Thank you, Kelly. I am Jackie D., a compulsive overeater from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Um, I'm just actually getting on to claim my seat, my virtual seat. I'm 29 days abstinent today, and I feel free, free, free of the bird. Um, this program is so amazing. The steps are God-given. Uh, traditions are God-given. I feel as if when they were writing these traditions, you know, whoever was writing them together, 
they knew alcoholics were so ego-driven and so self-driven that if we did run it like a business, it would, you know, it would have gone bankrupt. But so whoever wrote the bill, whoever needed to know, knew that we were so ego-driven and full of self that we needed some sort of principles, some sort of traditions to make sure that it would keep running smoothly. And I'm sure finally inspired by God too. So I basically just want to claim my seat and say that I'm going to be as close to God today as possible. I'm trying to speak more on this meeting to get my my voice and my name out there, be in the middle of the herd and just not on the outskirts so I don't get picked off. <laughs> um, and I just want to thank everybody for being on this line and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jackie. We have time for another share. Penny P. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right, Penny, you're up. Uh, I appreciate the traditions and the people that wrote them, and I appreciate all the shares today. I just wanted to, to speak up and stay in the middle of the boat. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Well, thanks, Penny. We have time for another two-minute share. This is your chance, guys. Hi, it's Janice. Go, Janice. Hi, it's Janice. I'm with Mary. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm going to claim my seat, too. I felt inspired to do that. So I just want to say I'm a grateful, recovering, grateful, recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I had a food dream last night. I've been absent over 20 years, and I went, oh, my God. So I thought I would check in and say, yep. So compulsive overeater, and uh, I'm just so grateful for the steps and traditions and for this meeting and everybody who does service. So I'm just wishing everybody a blessed and abstinent day. All right. Anybody have a one-minute burning desire to share? Well, I guess not, so let's just go ahead and wrap this thing up then. Um, all right, thanks to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting, December 7th, 2023, is 2000, wait, 20,916, So we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Martha Z. please read our vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Kelly. Um, good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha Z. I'm a um, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from outside of Philadelphia by the grace of God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past, 
Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.